Hey girl, I used to be a super shopper and I am so excited today to give you a recap of my year-long low buy process, share some lessons I learned and how it truly changed my perspective on clothing and shopping and everything about my image. Hey there lovely, welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved Discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Are you tired of getting dressed, looking in the mirror, and feeling frumpy? Do you wish that you could get dressed easily and feel attractive and beautiful? Maybe get a compliment from your husband? Are you tired of searching for the right outfit, just seeking something that makes you feel good and look good? I know the struggle that you're going through because I have been there. And it's why I created the Wardrobe Transformation Roadmap that spells out all of the things I've learned over nearly a decade of working on my wardrobe, working on my style, trying to figure out what works, failing with the things that don't work. Inside this roadmap, your personal style GPS, if you will, I've put in all the things that help you get from frumpy and uncomfortable and feeling unattractive to confident and stylish and sure of who you are, dressed authentically in your own personal style. Inside this roadmap are lessons, templates, tools, all kinds of things to help you succeed in your journey. And you can grab it today for only $9 at wardroberoadmap.com. Or you can get it for free when you join the Radiant by Design membership for Christian women at only $7 a month. You get all kinds of content, including the roadmap that helps you be beautiful and confident just the way that God created you. So last week was my birthday. I turned 43, if anybody really wants to know that information. And with my birthday marked the end of my official no buy slash low buy year that I started on on my birthday last year. I began this process because I'm running this business and I'm helping people and trying to help them hone down their style, minimize their wardrobe. But I was really still struggling with shopping a lot. And I mean, like a lot, a lot. It was nothing for me to order three to five new things a week, even if I sent some of them back. Um, I was really struggling with this add to cart, buy now, philosophy and mindset that I was having. And the thing is, I knew it was a problem. And there was a friend that I was talking to at the time, and she was having similar struggles. And I feel like the Lord led me to a random book around this time. 
I honestly can't remember what it's called at this point. I'm sure it's in my Kindle history still. But it was about a woman from, I think she was from Australia, actually, who had gone on a year-long no-buying journey because she also recognized that she had a problem with shopping. And she just documented it at, over time and published a book. And it was a really interesting read. Um, and it really made me start seriously thinking about this concept of dedicating a full year to not buying things, or at least consciously buying very little. And I had heard of this before, but it had never really been an option or a thought or something I was interested in because I still had the mindset that I needed so much variety in my wardrobe. And, but then again, I, I'd reached this point where I was done, right? I was just really done obsessing over shopping. My wardrobe would constantly go through these phases where it felt super overwhelming and then I would purge a bunch of things and then I would shop again. And so it was this cycle of, you know, it was like a binge purge cycle of clothes and shopping. Um, and, and I was done and I just needed a change. And so I committed to this process and I, I did a little binge shopping the week leading up to my birthday, my birthday. And officially the challenge for me started the day after my birthday. So September 21st, and I sat down before I did this and I wrote a blog post about it and I set some parameters and rules for myself because that was really important is to make a plan, right? Make a plan. What is it? Um, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail is what they say. Um, and so I had a plan going in and I, it's interesting because I'm looking at it now as I'm recording this podcast, just to kind of refresh what was on there. And I had some different exceptions of things that I expected to be released that I wanted to buy. Um, some of them I bought, one of them I bought and then sold it. Um, some of them I actually didn't buy because they didn't, it wasn't something that was ever created or I just ended up deciding I didn't need it. I had dedicated choosing a pair of sandals. Um, I did buy a pair of sandals in the spring. Um, and then I had things on my list about um, doing tailoring or alterations if I needed to. I was actively losing weight when I started this process last year. And so I had a downsizing section um, for replacing items with, an, you know, basically the same duplicate in a smaller size as long as I sold the original. Um, and I did end up losing a significant ton of weight. Um, I had planned to only downsize if I absolutely, my clothes looked absolutely frumpy and dumpy. And I did get to that point and I did have to replace them. And then I got pregnant. Um, and my clothes, actually, I waited until probably the end of the first trimester because I expected to gain the weight again. And I have not gained much weight this pregnancy. So at that point, my clothes were looking super frumpy, really dumpy, too big. And I was pregnant. And so I went ahead and started sizing down a bunch of things. Um, I allowed crafting. I put a limit that I couldn't buy new beauty products except for replacements. Um, I was going to keep track of things in the Stylebook app, but I did not do that. <laughs> and um, and then I committed to when I wanted to shop, I said I was going to either read a book or do a craft, uh, write or blog or declutter, purge something. So originally it was supposed to be essentially a no buy year except for these small exceptions. But about a week or two into it, I changed my mindset a little bit and transitioned to a low buy year. Um where I changed the parameters a little bit in the format because I recognized that a lot of things were changing. And to make this work for me, I was going to need to probably make some adjustments that I was not ready for a full no buy year. And to be honest, I am not sure I will ever be ready for a full no buy year. Um, we'll see. Um, God has a way of making us do things that we would thought we would never do, like a low buy year in the first place. But 
the thing that really changed for me, the thing that I intentionally changed was adopting the five-piece wardrobe shopping mentality um, for a spring shopping list and a fall shopping list and sticking to that pretty well for the most part. Um, I I have not kept track of my purchases <laughs> over the year. Um, I did do a lot of downsizing, but I downsized one for one for sure. But also I have so many less clothes now than I had before. Uh, my closet is infinitely smaller. Um, and so I'm guessing that the decluttering and purging was going on at a, at a more exponential rate than the things I was downsizing and the few things I added in the spring and then the maternity five piece I added and then the stuff I've added here as we're coming into fall again. So now that you get a little backstory into what my low buy year was prompted with and kind of how it went a little bit for me and how I changed a few things around and made it work for me um, for a long-term way of thinking, I'd like to share four lessons that really came about, things that shifted for me as I was going through this process. The first one is that shopping is an addiction. Like it is a real addiction. And I pretty much knew this going into the process, but the way it has changed for me in the last year has been incredible. Um, I used to scroll and window shop and add to cart anytime I felt stressed out. Because shopping provides us with a dopamine hit. It gives us that um, hormone high that you get from other types of addictive behaviors and addictive substances. And I was constantly seeking that because I felt overwhelmed. I felt um, I was dealing with a lot of things that had not yet been addressed officially. This was in September. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I was diagnosed with PTSD in November. Um, and so I was just dealing with a lot of emotional problems and I was using shopping as a very unhealthy and expensive way to cope with my problems. And obviously there has been a lot of healing that has gone on in the last year because I could no longer use that crutch and I was forced to deal with some things that had been building up for a while. (laughs) And when I took that away, that ability to scroll and shop and add to cart and get that dopamine hit, um, it really allowed me to change and shift and become a better person. And it eventually got to the point where it wasn't interesting to do those things anymore. Like I no longer look for the dopamine hit of shopping when I'm feeling bad because it doesn't have the same power over me that it used to have. It doesn't give me the same dopamine hit that it used to give me. Um, I also know that my shopping is planned and constrained to certain times of the year and that I get to have a lot of fun leading up to those times by planning and thinking and really being sure that the items that I am going to buy are truly reflective of who I am right now. The second lesson I learned from this process is that Perfection is overrated. Um, I, you know, I remember writing that blog post last year and thinking to myself, having, you know, delusions of grandeur as always, thinking that I was going to accomplish some magical feat that um, was probably, it still probably is outside of my ability range um, to not buy anything and to stick to my rules perfectly because that is not who I am. Um, I am somebody who likes to shift and adapt things on a whim. And, you know, I, I talk about needing variety in my closet, but the reality is I 
I like to go with the flow. And I had to let go of the idea that it was going to be perfect, right? And and I want to be really honest and tell you that the five-piece wardrobe may have been a seven-piece wardrobe. Um, it wasn't really perfect. Um, but I did stop shopping in between those periods, other than maternity, the maternity one, um, and other than very specific downsizing, which, to be honest, sometimes felt like I was still shopping, but I wasn't shopping for anything new. I was simply replacing something in my wardrobe with something exactly the same. Um, And so just knowing that it's one thing to commit to a process like this, to commit to a challenge like this, and it's good and it's healthy and it's wonderful, but not beating yourself up when things don't go as planned or not quitting when you aren't perfectly the person that you thought you were going to be and to just keep going, right? Keep moving forward. Keep waking up every day and committing to this process if you want to do this, right? Um, Today is another low by day, right? Today is not a day where I'm going to go hop online and start scrolling and adding a bunch of things to cart and buying them and having them sent to my house. Like that is not what we're doing today. Um, Even if yesterday I maybe ordered something I didn't plan to, I didn't actually, I'm I'm just talking off the top of my head, but you know, yesterday I accidentally ordered something I didn't want to. Today doesn't mean I get to do it again, right? Um, Today is a day to start fresh, to start new, and to let go of the idea of that your low buy or no buy year needs to be perfect. It just needs to be making you better. Um, (laughs) I talk to this with my kids all the time. Um, They used to love to try to tell me, um, what is it, practice makes perfect, but I have started to really instill in them the phrase that practice makes better. And that is true here as well, because unless you are Jesus, and I know you're not, you're not perfect, and neither am I. And so letting go of this concept of perfection in everything that we do, but especially in the realm of changing our mindset about shopping and style and how we look, um, perfection is overrated, right? So just keep trying, keep showing up, and know that every day you're getting just a little bit better. Now that I've gone on and on about perfection, I have something else to say, which is kind of the opposite, and that is that boundaries create freedom. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book of boundaries um, about relationships and boundaries. Um, I've read it once or twice, but nothing ever seems to fully stick with me. But boundaries are really important. You know, um, boundaries are biblical. He talks about that in the book, that boundaries are biblical um, and that God creates those boundaries to protect us and to limit us. And I found that in this area of a low by year, that it was the exact same for me right? I did create the rules and I did modify them because like I just said a minute ago, perfection's a bit overrated, but I still needed boundaries and I still kept the boundaries like the five-piece wardrobe. And like I've admitted, I'm pretty sure my spring five-piece was more of a seven-piece wardrobe, but it wasn't, what it wasn't was me buying clothes for months and months and months and months and months and just continually shopping, right? It was a very planned and specific event um, where I spent maybe a month or so planning the list. And then I spent a few weeks curating and collecting the things on the list. And some of them I sent back because I didn't, they, they didn't, they weren't what I wanted when I ended up getting them. And so having these boundaries, having these rules, especially in the very beginning, um, not going online when I felt the urge to shop, one of my rules was that I would do something else, right? If I felt the urge to shop, going to read a book, right? especially in the beginning that some of those boundaries were really impactful. Um, I don't need them so much now because so much of my mindset has shifted in this way. But in the beginning, I definitely needed them. 
And so always remember that when you're taking on a challenge of any kind, when you're starting something new, create some rules for yourself, create some boundaries because they will help keep you within the framework that you want to continue. Um, They will give you parameters that help you stay true to what you want to accomplish and also share your challenge with other people. Tell other people what you're doing because those boundaries of other people knowing what you're doing, that accountability will definitely help you stick to it, keep going, and be successful in the end. The fourth lesson I want to share with you is my new, basically, it's the 80-20 rule when it comes to minimalism. (laughs) And I, for years, have chased this concept of a perfect capsule wardrobe or being a minimalist in my wardrobe. And what I've realized is that minimalism really looks so different for everyone. Um, I still aspire to be a perfect minimalist, but I have six and a half children. So I don't think I'm a minimalist at heart all the way (laughs) because I obviously have a love of excessive things, whether it's clothes or shoes or children or headscarves, you know, any of these areas, right? But the one thing that really stood out to me here was that in most of my wardrobe, 80% of my wardrobe, right? I can be a minimalist. I can have less. I can own less. I can curate it and collect it and make it simple. But there are going to be a few areas, those other 20% areas where I'm just not a minimalist and I'm probably not ever going to be a minimalist. And it's because being free in those areas, like shoes and headscarves are my two, right, Um, really helps me embrace minimalism in the other 80%. Um, I'm okay having, you know, a handful of dresses that is the core of my wardrobe, less than 20 dresses that is the complete core of my entire year-round wardrobe, right? Having a handful of cardigans, I think I have five or six at this point, that are literally the basis of my year-round wardrobe. Um, If I had to break it down for you, I would say it's, let's see, less than 20 dresses, five or six cardigans. Um, I have three or four spring, summer tops to layer over dresses, and I have three or four fall winter tops to layer over dresses. I don't have a count right now, sorry. Um, and so I don't know what number that adds up to. And then I have some leggings um, for layering as well, maybe three or four pair. Um, so yeah, so if you start adding up these numbers, see 20 plus 6, 26 plus, let's say, eight shirts, 34, and eight pair of, it's probably like, it's probably more leggings than that. So even, I'm under 50, right? This is under 50 items in my closet that I'm wearing on a regular basis. This is this is what my core wardrobe looks like now. Um, I probably have 20 plus pair of shoes. <laughs> and I don't even want to count the headscarves because they're probably about the same. Um, and so you can see that my wardrobe is 50% clothing and then like 50% accessories. But this is what works for me. And this is the point that I want to make to you is that it's easy to look around and see how other people are defining minimalism or a capsule wardrobe or what it should look like for you. But, it, it, you know, you might look at that and think, for me, it was always really difficult to look at these and think, I can only have four pair of shoes um, because that just wasn't me. It's not me. It's not ever going to be me. I have been a shoe fiend for the last 20 years, and I don't think that's going to change. Um, and so, just being authentic and being true to yourself and recognizing that 
the limits may not work for you in every area of your closet, right? You may have to break the rules a little bit um, and give yourself that grace. Give yourself that 20% where being a minimalist is not your jam, right? (laughs) Shoes and headscarves for me. And I didn't write it down because I was really just going to cover those four lessons because they're tactical, helpful thoughts that really came about from this experience. But to be honest, this process completely changed who I am. (laughs) Um, It's changed who I am and how I approach how I look and how I feel and how I show up. Um, The confidence I have in who I am as a person Um, And of course, because this is my business, talking about these things, it's changed my business as well. Um, And it's changed how I see things when I work with other women. Um, And so it's had a lot of profound changes. But the big thing is, is is that I say it changed me. And it wasn't the low buy that changed me. It was getting out of my own way and making the space for God to change me when I was too busy trying to fill it with the dopamine hit of shopping. And I'm saying this today because I know so clearly that many of you listening right now have the same struggle with shopping. And I know it because some of you are in my Facebook group and I see you talk about it. I see you talk about minimalism and capsule wardrobes. And then I see that you go shopping and buy a bunch of stuff. And I know that you're struggling with the exact same thing. (laughs) And so I wanted to be really clear today. And I wanted to be really honest with what this process has looked like for me, that it wasn't perfect, that I did not not that I did not stick to buying nothing all year long, like I originally thought I was going to, that um, I made exceptions, and I changed them and I modified them. But the commitment itself to not shopping allowed God to change me. And if you're struggling with this, if this is an area for you where you want to get better and you want to stop shopping all the time, but you feel really stuck, then I would encourage you to just pray on it. Like literally hit your knees and pray on it because God doesn't want this for you. He doesn't want you to be stuck in this seeking cycle, um, whatever it is that you're seeking from your shopping habits, whether it's escaping from things you don't want to deal with like I was or just feeling down um, and wanting to feel uplifted, whether you truly don't like what you see in the mirror and you're seeking some solution, any solution to fix that problem, um, shopping is not going to be your answer. Um, Looking inside yourself, letting God do the work on you, those are the answers. And for me, this has changed like I said, not just me, so many ways, like my marriage improved. I started head covering because, and I just did it because God asked me to. And you know, that was that. Um, and that changed like my confidence level. It increased it actually, because I just, I am who God says I am. And that's really all there is to it. And I'm here doing what he's asked me to do and being faithful. And that's really all we can do really at the end of the day is to follow him and do what he says. And for me moving forward, Um, I love this not shopping all the time. (laughs) It saves me money. It saves me time. um, It saves me emotional roller coasters of buying and sending back and wasting time on things. And I will continue this moving forward. Um, My intention at this point moving forward is to continue with the five-piece wardrobe method twice a year. Um, Maybe it's a seven-piece wardrobe method for me. I don't know. (laughs) But um, And then, of course, if if I need to change sizes to do that because I'm not willing to feel terrible in my clothes just for the sake of a no buy. So I hope this has just been an interesting listen for you today. I hope that if you 
um, are feeling overwhelmed by your clothing, feeling overwhelmed by your shopping habits, that there was some wisdom in here for you. If you are contemplating a low buy or no buy year, I hope there was some relevant information in here about making it work for you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, it is not about being perfect. It is about becoming a better steward and a better person and a better follower of Christ. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at christianstylecommunity.com where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed. Be radiant.